It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, November 23, 2020. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. 11 more Sitkins have tested positive for the coronavirus since Friday. The patient age ranges very widely. The youngest is a female patient between the age of 0 and 1. The oldest is a male patient in his 80s. Some were experiencing symptoms when they were tested, but as of 5 p.m. Sunday, symptom status and transmission information was not yet available for all 11 new patients on the city's COVID-19 dashboard. One patient is in his 40s, is isolating in Juneau. His case is tied to travel, according to city data. The other 10 patients are isolating locally. All are Sitka residents, and all but one received COVID testing in the last week. Sitka has reported 170 coronavirus cases since the beginning of the pandemic. As of Sunday evening, 25 cases were still considered active. Sitka's risk level remains high. A coronavirus vaccine could become available as early as December, and local health officials are starting to plan for its distribution. At Wednesday's Unified Command meeting, search spokeswoman Megan Bosak said that a search task force is working with the state to plan for the vaccine rollout. First responders, providers and nurses will be first in line, followed by other health care workers and high-risk individuals, and finally the general public. The number one focus for the entire vaccine is the health care workers that are in contact with patients, and so we look forward to a rollout hopefully in December with that. Pharmacist Trish White said that White's Pharmacy is also preparing to vaccinate healthcare workers not employed by search. We're excited about that, that we're um, in line and have our, you know, our point of dispensing all set up. We have the ability to make um, the appointments and everything that's required. The logistics of delivering and administering a vaccine to smaller communities around the region may be more complicated because both vaccines developed so far require special handling and have limited shelf lives. Bosek wrote in an email that Search is working with the state to determine the best method to keep the vaccine viable as it is sent to different locations. The Sitka School Board will likely bring in outside help to assist with the search for a permanent superintendent. At a work session on November 18th, board members reached a consensus that the Alaska Association of School Boards could provide valuable support and guidance to advertise for a superintendent, screen the candidates, conduct interviews, and make an offer. Current superintendent John Holst is serving a one-year interim contract only. He came on board on July 1st to succeed Mary Wegner, who asked to be released from her contract a year early. Board opinion at the time was that Wegner's resignation came too late in the spring to begin a hiring process for a top administrator, which takes about 14 weeks. So Holst stepped in as a stopgap measure. At Wednesday's work session, Holst argued that conducting the hire using only district office staff would be inefficient and time-consuming. He encouraged the board to consider an offer from the Alaska Association of School Boards, which conducts superintendent searches as part of its services. The price for a search tops out at $12,500, but there are less expensive options. Board President Amy Morrison supported the idea of bringing in the AASB to help, especially as their new director had previously served nine years on the Sitka School Board until he joined the AASB in Juneau in 2015. One thing I'll add, too, is Lon Garrison is the main contact at AASB. Um, he was our school board president for a few years, I think, and on the board for several years. So I do think that that's potentially an advantage for us, too, is just someone who's from Sitka and understands, you know, our community and and very intimately knows knows what we're looking for, I think, and um, will listen to us. 
But not everyone considered this an advantage. Mike Vieira, who leads the Sitka Education Board, the union representing teachers, did not want to see too much of the hiring process conducted outside of Sitka, even by a familiar face. I would just like to see us retain as much local control over the process and not just hand something over to someone because we feel like they know us because it's been a long time since he really knew us. Nevertheless, there was support on the board for bringing in the AASB, at least to facilitate the process, and there was interest in bringing in as many community stakeholders as possible. Board member Blossom Twitchell said she would like to see the community come together to make the hire in the same spirit it rallied in the pandemic. We could morph that into this, she said. Since it was a work session, no action was taken. The board will vote on how to proceed with the superintendent hire at its next regular meeting on December 2nd. It's been a little over a year since noted Alaskan naturalist and author Richard Nelson died. The joyous and no doubt noisy celebration of his life planned for last spring was postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. But in the meantime, Nelson's friends have created a much quieter tribute to the person who made us all stop and listen. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. He was incredibly devoted to getting up at daybreak, before daybreak actually, because he always wanted to hear the very first song, no matter... Debbie Miller was Richard Nelson's partner for the last nine years of his life. I first met her a couple of years ago while she hiked with him right here on Thimbleberry Lake Trail in Sitka. I ran into Nels, as he was called by his friends, often on this trail, and I guess I wasn't the only one. I don't know. Laura. I'm Laura. Oh, hi, Laura. Nice yeah. to meet you, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. Laura Schmidt and Linda Benkin are also regulars. And I remember so often running into Nels on this trail when he was recording. And Connie LaPerrier. The other thing I thought about all the times I've met him up here, and recording. I thought... Yeah, he was coming up with his little dish and everything, yeah. and I thought, oh, God, that was awesome. So- LaPerriere's son, Zach LaPerriere, is the wood artist who created the enormous yellow cedar bench that Miller and I are visiting today. Miller and the Sitka Conservation Society opted for a functional monument and enduring. Sitkins can sit on it and take in the lake and the mountains, but so will their grandchildren, and probably their grandchildren's grandchildren. So this was negotiated with the city? Yes, the city gave, you know, gave us a permit to do everything from getting the yellow cedar tree that we counted the rings. It's 640-year-old yellow cedar tree that was actually by Heart Lake. And this was a, a fallen tree. You know, it was a dead tree because Zach never uses live trees. Miller has named it the listening place. People who knew Nelson can easily picture him here. People who have never heard of him may get a nudge. His name is on the bench in the listening place. But I, I picked a quote that he really loved from Island Within, which I think many consider to be one of his you know, greatest works. And um, it is the ancient wisdom of birds that battles are best fought with song. Uh, I think that carries a really powerful message uh, that brings great peace when you think about it deeply and just the, just the beauty of birds and their songs and that they um, establish territories by, by singing, not by fighting. So my thought is if somebody comes 100 years from now and they sit on this bench, maybe they'll look and they'll be curious, you know, why, why is this place the listening place? Who was Richard Nelson? And maybe they'll see that it says the island within on the plaque. So they might go to the library, they might pick up the book and they might go, oh, now I understand. I'm in a big forest of aspen trees in the interior of Alaska, 
in the valley of the Tanana River. When I look off toward Richard the Nelson's legacy probably will be as a former state writer laureate, the author of The Island Within and Make Prayers to the Raven, and several other major cultural anthropologies, hundreds of articles, and a handful of documentary films. But his radio program Encounters is what still resonates in our heads. Each episode was a half hour long, with Nelson vividly describing the courtship behavior of a bird or mammal, the importance of rainfall, or the mysteries of the aurora. Getting it right in one take sometimes took days. Just finding the subject and approaching it with his parabolic microphone was an undertaking. And that rough is where the ruffed grouse gets its name. I only was lucky enough to go out with him once on on one program mm-hmm. that he did up near Fairbanks, actually, and I was just there to help him. It was the ruffed grouse program, and it took several days to find the bird that would cooperate with this parabolic, you know, device and mm-hmm. not be scared off. And he finally found this one male ruffed grouse, and we nicknamed him Elvis because he would only sing, you know, to Nels, and I think there was something going on there. This is why the listening place makes so much sense as a memorial. The wood of the bench will weather from brilliant yellow to gray over time, and people will arrive here who won't remember Richard Nelson and probably won't pick up one of his books. But Nels will have the last laugh, because we will always stop and listen here. And it's the act of listening that can open our eyes. If you just wait and observe, that's when you sort of get the gift. That's when the buck steps out from behind the bush or whatever. That's a beautiful way of saying it. And it reminds me of this 100-year-old lady that was interviewed in Central Park, of all places, in the middle of New York City. and, And she said, I go outside every day and something always wonderful happens. And then here he goes. rapidly accelerates to that flurry of high-speed thumping. And when he's in the middle of it, his wings are completely blurred. You can hardly even see him. Reporting from The Listening Place in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.